0: Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and we dream of electric beer. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy.
1: And we're the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep by Philip K. Dick. And starting with this beer that you brought, Nate. This is called Save the
0: Robots by Radiant Pig, and it is an East Coast IPA, and it is hoppy Juicy, seven percent alcohol.
1: It is those things. Mm Yeah, that is an accurate description. And uh, the robots thing works, but also the pig part works, sort of, for the book. A little bit, a little bit. It's it's, it's it's not a a long, dumb subplot. It is. There's so many questions. What do you think of the beer? It's a poppy, juicy IPA. It's nice. Mm -hmm. I like this. Yeah. Toppy, I don't know what an East Coast IPA is, except, you know, West Coast IPA, I you know what that is? Is it
2: like a New England IPA, but, like, they don't want to say not. that?
1: No. No, I think, this, I think they mean, well, there was, uh, you That's know, where like, they're from? Like, six or seven years ago, that you could find IPAs, and there were, like, West Coast IPAs. So, I guess they're just kind of saying, like that other thing. You know, before there were lactose milkshake IPAs and sour IPAs and all those other crazy things. Yeah. You know, like, what an IPA was back in the day. Into the future, where this book takes place.
0: Where there are robots. The future of 2021. Well, yeah. the book was
1: written like 1968 or something like that. Yeah. So it's pretty, you know... He had pretty high hopes for us,
0: and we failed. This is yeah. also, if, in case you didn't know, but you probably did, the movie Blade Runner was loosely based on this book. They took the important parts of this book. Yeah. But the movie Blade Runner takes place in the year 2019. Yeah, even though they have hard. like... Even though in the movie, in 2019, they have flying cars and Mars colonies and, you know, also the and world androids. Also, the world has ended, too, so we've got that on them. Yeah, and the world's ended, and they have realistic androids that you can barely tell apart from real people. it's ridiculous. We that have
1: weird. that uh, robot dog you can kick over. <laughs> <laughs> Our sex dolls are not even remotely convincing. <laughs> this is sticky, though. Still to inflate them. So, yeah, it takes place in the future of 1968, which was, what, 50 years ago. Mm -hmm. So, you know, who knows? You know, with sci-fi things, they date themselves instantly. But if you look at 1968, what was the world like 50 years before 1968? It's true. A fucking dramatic change. I mean, about to put a man on the goddamn moon in 1968. And then we just said, that's good enough. We're done. Let's do it a couple (laughs) more times, this time with golf balls. It literally happened, and yep. uh, mm-hmm. now we're done. But in 1918, there wasn't even fucking penicillin. Like the airplane had only just been invented, you had to you had to hold a rifle and shoot it while flying the plane. Yeah, <laughs> technological <laughs> advancement was not a straight line. No, it definitely it, it accelerated, but people didn't realize that they, they didn't understand the challenges that would be presented by new technologies or new goals or whatever you know. Like, all right, cool, we can now fly around in the air. Fuck it, space is clearly the next thing. They didn't really think about all the other challenges along the way for that. Like, oh, we're probably going to put a person on the moon in a year or two? Well, Mars can't be far behind. You know, these things are exponentially Right, we're about to be on the moon, so in 50 years, we're going to have Mars colonies. Obviously. I mean, there's a logic to it. It's just people don't understand. I wonder, you know, like science fiction books written today... And we have no way of knowing this, but how accurate are those going to be? Depends on what year they put in it. <laughs> but well, true. But some even, of them put like year
2: three thousand four hundred and sixty-two. Like, oh, I guess we'll see. Well, true. I think they've started. They've started putting the years a little further out,
1: rather than just saying real close, or just not putting a year. Yeah, is, like inventing some cataclysm and like ah, after the war, this happens.
0: Yeah,
1: and we can't be All held. Right, so okay,
0: so. Let's talk about what actually happens in the book.
1: Oh, yeah, stuff. Oh so much stuff.
0: <laughs> so much like weird stuff. But anyway, so the main character named Rick Deckard is a bounty hunter. And the things that's his job and the thing that he hunts are Andes, which are not called Andes in the movie. They're, they're
1: called They're the toy from Toy Story. <laughs> they're was oh, the not kid, boy, a boy Shit. from Toy Story. He hunts Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, he uh but he hunts Ooh. androids. But that's actually not what the book starts with,
1: because the book is just so fucking. It starts bizarre, with him right? arguing with his wife over the over his his mood organ <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't what you're thinking,
0: but it kind of is no they all they all people have an implanted device in their brain that like they can dial in like literally
2: through a digital pad the mood they want. I like that one of the settings, because they all have different settings, like this one makes you happy, this one makes you sad, this one makes you But it's
0: very specific.
2: Very specific. But one of the settings is it makes you feel like dialing in an emotion on your pad. Yeah. So if you don't feel like doing it...
0: It's like you dial three (laughs) first, and once you dial three, you feel like dialing another emotion.
1: Uh, Other emotions were things like the will to watch whatever's on TV. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, he dials in at one point for the wife, uh, like, like complacency with my husband's decision or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's what I mean too. That's like 666. <laughs> six, six and she says, like, that.
1: I'm going to spend a little time on, like, hopeless despondency yeah, six, <laughs> just six to make hours me feel a little better. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, that's terrible. It's a bad idea. Yeah, I'm going to do it anyway. I do it once a month. It's, uh, oh, okay, good luck with that, honey. Yeah. And then after that, they really don't ever mention it again. They the do a little And it comes back. And, yeah, uh, uh, but not
2: funny. in any important way. Mm, it was never important. No. Though, can I just interject for a second? Please
0: do. I feel like as a avid reader of science fiction, I feel like at some point that will actually be a thing because if you think about it, yeah our moods are really just brain chemistry, and when it's, science reaches when science reaches the level of really understanding human brain chemistry really well, you will be able to like it is not. Impossible to have a device that you could plant inside, like your brain, and you could dial it, and it could make you feel better or worse, yeah. or like maybe not the specific things that, that are in the book. Yeah, like, you're not gonna have a button you for accept your husband ho- yeah. in everything that he says, but at least dialing your moods.
2: I mean, it's totally, already
0: totally could be a thing. It's already kind
2: of a thing with like electrodes in the brain for people with like depression or whatever the fuck, isn't it? Where uh, people who actually get like electroconvulsive therapy. But I mean, that's old. That's been yeah. But I mean, forever. but they'll you know, forever They'll put it. They'll cookies. put it in there, and it'll just be like, ooh, shock me, ready to go.
1: I'm, I'm not going to say it can't because if there's anything, reading science fiction books from the past teaches you it's like, yeah, people can imagine crazy things, and it may not look exactly like that, but people will there talk are about elements some shit. that will turn out to be true. So who knows? Maybe there will be a cool thing like
2: that. And you know what else would be cool? A beer. A beer. So in this book, it's a. Post-apocalyptic, but not, like, full apocalyptic. Like it's the a half-apocalyptic, yeah.
1: mid-apocalyptic. <laughs>
2: it, things went wrong. There was some nuclear war. But people are fine-ish. It's just everything's
1: really dusty. <laughs> covered in dust. The maid industry is fucking happening. So this is a beer I brought from Finback. We've, we might have mentioned them on the podcast. It's called Yellow Cake. Uh, it's an IPA with lemon and vanilla, I think. Uh I, I picked this because uh, uh, uranium? Saddam Hussein. the expression yellow cake <laughs> uranium sticks out in my head. And that's for making nukes. That's what Saddam Hussein had. Well, no, he didn't. He was alleged to have. He just had a whole lot of he other things. He was hid them
0: really well <laughs> and still
1: haven't been found yet. He had stuff he wasn't supposed to have. He just didn't have nuclear yeah. weapons. Like, he wasn't supposed to have fucking mustard gas. Also made from yellow. So, yeah, lemon is an interesting thing. I've never heard of that <laughs> in an IPA. It's almost like a yellow, like a lemon creamsicle. Yeah,
0: yeah, I can see that.
2: It's interesting. It's it's, it's nice. It's it's like a it's like different, a bitter creamsicle. Yeah,
1: I like it. It's nice. I, I believe this is a collaboration with the thing that's written really small with Saddam Hussein. Here. Crooked <laughs> Run Brewing, I think that's what it says. We'll look that up and post the right word somewhere, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um, but seven point three percent alcohol. So the if we're not rate. drunk at the time, yeah, go for it. fine. You probably can't buy this anymore anyway. (laughs) By the time this comes out, this will be sold out. But this is an interesting IPA. Finback is really, they make a shit ton of IPAs. Like, crazy. doesn't? Yeah. They do a lot with fruit, though. A lot of fruit in IPAs. So the lemon, though, is a a newer one. So Rick Deckard,
0: his job is a bounty hunter working for the San Francisco Police Department. Is to retire Andes, which means literally most of humanity... Has moved to Mars because of the nuclear war.
1: A whole bunch of planets, I think. Right, you get the impression that there's a bunch of colonies all over the goddamn place uh, in, the, in the solar system. Yeah, okay, definitely Mars. They're not too and specific in the in the book. In on Mars and the other
0: colonies, there are androids that are like sold as like um, slaves, servants, it's like or servants or slaves.
1: Yeah, they they use the word servant, but they're they're slaves.
0: Yeah, but they look just like people. Like it is very and sort of the. Nexus 6, which is the most, it's not the latest, most advanced. Uh, it's not the latest um, Android phone. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it kind fact, of is. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> is. It is uh, simply the latest model of Android. Is looks incredibly human. Like, you could not tell them apart by looking at them. And you have to develop, you have to apply a very specific test
2: Called the Voigt Kampf test. I feel like most they've looked like humans for a very long it's time. It's the brain, yeah. but they—you could always tell someone's an android until the last few decades, where yeah. they started to be so lifelike you can't tell anymore. And
0: these, this, this new uh, generation of androids are implanted with memories. This was a bigger thing in the movie yeah. than than the book, but they're like implanted with memories, so they really believe that they are people. Like when Deckard goes to meet. Was it Rachel? Rachel. Yeah. When Deckard goes to meet Rachel and gives her the
2: test for the first time, she believes she's a human. In the book, she does as well. But a lot of the other androids know they're androids and yeah. they're in hiding. So, I guess that's the mo- difference between the movie and the book, a- among many. Yeah. But a lot of the androids know and they are hiding out among people. But they're like
0: and illegal on Earth. They're not they're, allowed they're,
2: to be They're not allowed to be free because they all basically they're all built and live on Mars and when they break free if they come if they make it to Earth it means that they've killed people to escape because they're all basically kept as slaves. Hmm. And so they have to kill people to get on a ship to come to Earth. So therefore they are murderers and they are now hiding out among the Earthlings and they are
1: not shouldn't be there. But I got the impression even if they got there without murdering someone, they're not supposed to be on Earth. Yeah. They're still they shouldn't all. be. But I think yes. The
2: the rationale is also
1: that you know,
2: they definitely killed someone to get here like the people guarding the ships cuz androids aren't allowed to have those
1: sure but even if they like oh no yeah. they, they have work, to they have to be, killed, yeah, they they're, have to be killed either way and they're
2: like way. dangerous machines that yeah. they they can they can kill people cuz they you know they don't age they're super intelligent and they're a threat
1: well they do age they have a very short lifespan 4 years oh, 4 right. years well they do they age or they just die and, well according to the movie they just turn off at a certain point but they get sleepy yeah. Like, they go like to sleep tears hard. in the rain, or the thing that thing the guy says at the yeah, end. Yeah, that's of the, the end of the movie. purple rain. Not quite chocolate no. rain. Chocolate rain. That's what it was. <laughs> um, yeah, they are they, not allowed on Earth for one reason or another, and most people leave Earth and because like, it sucks. It's covered in the dust. It's the and, Nebraska of the planet. And, and kipple. Oh yeah, kipple. That was it's so their weird. word for clutter. Yeah, useless shit. And kipple multiplies to make more kipple. And they feed their dogs kibble and bits.
2: <laughs> they probably do, if there were any dogs. Yeah.
1: Ha. Speaking of those androids, we, you know what we
2: feed ourselves
1: kibble. <laughs> uh, beers, of course. And this is one we brought for uh, the androids themselves. It's called the Perfect Disguise Double IPA by Dogfish Head. So, Recently purchased by Sam Adams. Yeah, it's a double dry hopped India Pale Ale. I forgot why it's called the. Perfect disguise. I think because it's like a Kolsch or something like that, but it tastes like an IPA. There's some sort of story. Won't matter now, now that they fucking got bought by Sam Adams. I'm going to say, um, this is kind of a forgettable IPA. Maybe that's a disguise. Right, it's, a, it's the best beer disguised as a mediocre beer. It's kind of eh. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, It's interesting. We were talking about this beer now. That that news of their merger has recently happened. Dogfish Head was like my favorite brewery when i first got into beer uh, 11 years ago and they just kind of never changed from there mm-hmm. they don't make a huge amount of new stuff
2: they they're have, still, they still have,
1: selling the same
2: things they yeah. have
1: well i mean that's part of the i think that's one of the problems when you are a larger brewery you rely on brand recognition and like the specific product recognition 60 minute IPA 90 minute IPA yeah king midas touch um I mean, they have they have they make some really good beers, but like sixty minutes, it's kind of meh these days. You know, compared to what the other IPAs you could purchase are even ninety, which ninety is really goddamn good. There's so many other great IPAs out there, but like they, they've not made anything really exciting in years. You know, like the big exciting things they made were like one twenty minute IPA, like an eighteen percent alcohol IPA that was fucking bananas in. Know, 15 it's years ago It's still pretty extreme. It is in terms of percentage. But it's not that uncommon now. You could find 18? We've had a 17% alcohol IPA on the show. It's still not common. Well, sure, what short was that that was a Molotov cocktail on ah, the uh, right. on Tyranny the the butt hurt uh Democrat book. They uh that the I forgot his name Snyder guy wrote it. Timothy Snyder. Yeah. You know, that was a 17% alcohol IPA that you could buy a lot cheaper than you could buy the 120 minute made hmm. is like twelve dollars a bottle now. Last time I saw it, it's like a, a four-pack of sixteen-ounce cans, and that was like twenty-seven bucks of the Molotov cocktail, Molotov Heavy or something like that's called. Mm. They also made a really big stout. They made a Worldwide Stout, which we had on. I want to say that was something. Fault in Our Stars. Okay, had that. yeah, seventeen percent alcohol stout. That's not that crazy now either. You know like they've kind of like did these cool things 15 years ago and now everybody else is kind of like oh, caught up. They it caught up and in some ways went past and done other crazy things, you know? Like we're going to make a giant stout that tastes like a fucking dessert or we're going to make a an IPA that was aged in the a gin barrel, like all these other weird ideas. Mm-hmm. They kind of like st- stagnated. And maybe that's as a product of being a regional brewery versus a local brewery. You know what I mean? Like, a room for innovation? Yeah, you have to be, you have to pick like more middle of the road shit. Yeah. So you can't you,
2: make a new batch of
1: something every three months. They do. If you, if you ever go to the uh, uh, Dogfish Head Brewery or the, where brew, is it? It's in uh, Delaware. Oh. Uh, it's a cool trip. I've been there. Uh, I went to the brewery and I've been to the, a couple times and I've been to the brew pub in Rehoboth Beach. They do have other shit that's not on and not bottled, not canned. You're not going to see anywhere else. But even that, it's just kind of like, oh, this is okay. There's nothing, like, amazing, you know? They're just slightly too old school. Yeah, I think that's what it is. It's kind of a drag. But Sam Adams is, like, significantly too old school, so... Yeah, they make the same four fucking beers. They make a lot of beer, Sam Adams. But they're the same. Yeah, Sam Adams hasn't made any... I mean, I used they make to a really, bunch of beers that
2: are mostly the same.
1: I used to really, really love Sam Adams, but they haven't made anything exciting in a while. There's still, even... like,
2: a, you know, if there's a you're at a bar and there's a bunch of just basic shit, and they say was like, I'll have the Sam Adams, because it's... A,
1: it's good. It's yeah, perfectly yeah. fine. It's fine. It's way better than the standard large brewery shit. Well, when you if you're at a bar and Sam Adams is the like the hippest beer there, you're at an old man bar probably, and it's like Bud Coors, you know, Michelob, Sam Adams. That's it. Yeah, and like Sam Adams is head and shoulders better than they those don't beers. serve commie beers. But except you're gonna, Sam Adams, you're not gonna find the lemon and vanilla IPA. There on tap, yeah, at one of those, yeah, yeah. So they're just kind of like part of an older generation of beer, I guess. Yeah, definitely. But the newer generation of androids cannot be
0: detected. Yes, except through this very specific test called the Voigt-Kampf test, named after John Voigt and Mein Kampf, (laughs) the John Voigt struggle, (laughs) (laughs) Um, where. The uh, where Rick Deckard has has to ask them a bunch of questions, but each but it's like a bunch of questions in a row, and it's measuring empathy. And they're, they're empathy. It's the Their emotional response. response. Yeah. And, and they can, somehow like uses electrodes or like an eye.
2: Basically, test it thing, boils and, down to androids. As smart as they might be, are not capable of empathy. They know they cannot feel it. Like they, they can, can try and fake it. it. But if you take the test, it yeah. measures their responses, and based on the milliseconds it takes them to respond to things, you can see if, they're, if they know what the right answer is or if they're trying
1: to fake it. Yeah. So it'll ask questions like, you get a book and it's leather-bound with baby skin or something ridiculous like that. It was, right? No, like it, was, it, was, it, was, it was just wallet. leather-bound at all, because in this world, animals are all dead.
2: Virtually, yeah. Animals are basically extinct, and so the question being like, you have a leather-bound book, they're like, I must report this to the police because leather is illegal because someone took an animal and made leather out of it, and that's insane. Right. And the, uh,
1: the, vo- the robots are just like, ooh, leather is bad, I hear. There's definitely a question, though, with uh, baby skin. Some sort of baby skin question. I uh, yeah.
0: No, I think it was a like calf skin
1: wallet. is what Something like it was. that, yeah. Baby cow. Maybe thing what was the Jonathan Swift thing? Oh, that, a modest proposal. <laughs> uh, maybe they asked about that. I don't know. Well, he, he, when he's asking, like, oh, you go to you're watching a movie and there's a banquet scene and they're eating pheasants or whatever the hell it is, you know, and you're supposed to be a guest because the idea of eating an animal is so absurd because
2: they don't exist anymore.
1: And animals have become the status symbol in this mm-hmm. world. Owning a pet, which Rick Deckard owns an electric sheep because he's they're not rich enough to own a real animal. Everyone gets fake. Versions yeah, yeah. that are very realistic, but not real. They're realistic to the point where they the animal is programmed to have like a illness, uh, function, <laughs> like yeah. it looks sick, and then it, you know, you gotta like pretend. Oh, it's my fact sheep are sick, and then you get to take you get and he,
0: and like he doesn't want to tell his neighbor. Oh, that was that sheep isn't real. It's actually electric because you can't do that.
1: And it's like admitting you're wearing a hairpiece or something. It's a very. Secretive personal thing for the people who are left on Earth in a swiftly depopulating uh, planet. And his neighbor
2: has a, a horse that it's, has it's pregnant somehow, it's pregnant, and it's like, oh, you want to like give me one? Because and, and it's not a, fair for you to have two horses. And there's a catalog that like everyone's Sidney's. obsessed with. It's, it's like it's catalog. like the, it's like the blue book for cars, but, but, it's, but it's for it's, animals. It's for animals, yeah. But most animals are
1: just gone forever. Yeah, all you know toads what, are extinct. You know, it's not gone forever. Oh, these beers, the juices—they're <laughs> about to be. So, I want to get to the last weird thing in this book before we get to the actual plot. I mean the last <laughs> yes. weird thing. There's well, so like, many weird the things. The last background weird thing. Oh yeah, and that is mercerism. Mercerism. Yes. Uh, this is also from Finback, and this is called collective dreaming. It's a double dry hopped double IPA, also brewed with some fucking other people. Dry and bitter. It's brewed with Nelson Citra, Azaka, and 007. So it'll... 007? Yeah. So it's shaken, not stirred? Yeah, yes. I guess so. I guess. It's nice. This is uh, 8% alcohol. It's a big, bigger, bigger beer, marginally than the yellow cake from them. I like this very much. It's nice. So collective dreaming. Yeah, it's good. Obviously dreaming in the title, but there's... Uh, another device in everybody's home besides their mood organ hey, is their, their empathy box, nice. <laughs> which is where you put your mood organ. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, what the fuck? And the, the empathy box is a thing you grab onto, and then you just you become one with Mercer, who's an old man climbing a hill. Well, people throw rocks people at are him. throwing rocks at him. And yeah. he's like an old fucking vagrant, and, and it's, you empathize so strongly with him that when he gets hit with a rock, you develop a wound in some sort of fucking on com- your arm computer yeah, it's psychosomatic thing It's ridiculous. It, this is definitely a Jesus reference. Oh, most assuredly, but it's weird as fucking hell. But it's also people, people do it because the androids
2: are incapable of empathy, so empathy itself is kind of fetishized yeah. and has become a religion. Just the ability to feel for someone else is the basis of an entire it's like the world's most popular religion of sorts.
1: But I wonder like, as I was, reading, you know, and this is the second time I've read this book and I still don't fucking understand anything really, because it's bizarre. Is the empathy that they're doing, is it about saying that like, we're not androids? Or is it also kind of reflecting on the fact that they're in this post apocalyptic world where nobody knows how the war even started? Nobody knows who bomb where the where the dust comes from. Like Empathy must be part of that too.
2: They never really not even
1: understand. They never really mention any of that. It's it's briefly mentioned. Like nobody knows where the dust came from. Nobody knows who sent the bombs. Nobody knows when the war started or who did it. But it's over now. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if the empathy part is related to that too. When he is writing this during the fucking Cold War, I mean, we could probably talk about that later. But that's clearly part of the book. Yeah, the influence of the book is the Cold War and the lack of empathy, the lack of thinking about the other side. Or the rest Makes of the nuclear world in general. war kind of a possible thing. Yeah, and that's what something I thought about reading it. But yeah, they have this weird fucking cult religion where they watch an old man climb a hill, and then the story starts. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that was all chapter one, and then Rick Deckard, after getting his wife to stop bothering him, goes to work. <laughs> oh, man, when do you get one of those mood organs? <laughs> <laughs> where he finds out there are. Five? four androids, six androids. There were six
1: left. There yeah. were eight.
0: Wow, yeah. That and then the, the top bounty hunter, he's got taken out. Boba Fett, <laughs> yeah, right? Boba Fett <laughs> got is tossed out of into action. the
1: Sarlacc pit. He, he has like a <laughs> lame name. He's like Dave. Is <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <he's> the guy <laughs> like Dave got Not beat up? Nearly all as
0: cool as Boba Fett. Uh, got like shot by one of the one of the androids. So the person left is Rick. Rick Deckard. And his plan is to Second just... the best guy there is. Get they <laughs> as only many, have two. He's a scrub. Yeah, get as many Andy's as possible. And he like... But he works on
1: commission. Yeah, to get a thousand is, bucks on Android.
2: He has a very low salary, but which, he gets the bulk of his money through killing Android. Which got, was like a lot more money in 1968. Yeah, he really house. wants to kill the android so he can buy himself a real, a real, real animal. animal. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but also a weird thing is where Deckard like believes buying an animal will like save his marriage. Where he believes like if I just get this thing, if I can just buy this animal, then we'll be. But also, happy he together. just says,
2: "I just need enough money for the down payment, and yeah, I can pay what... all this animal for the next decade."
0: But he's like obsessed. <laughs> he's obsessed <laughs> with getting the animal.
2: Yeah. In, it's a, a dumb in
0: a in a which which is in a weird like conspicuous consumption type way, but also st- he really he thinks needs, buying it status. is going to make
2: him happy. He like, needs the status, and then his
1: wife will like touch his mood organ. <laughs> there was they do mention at one point. There's like a setting for like being horny or something like that. It gets like oh, I pushed uh, the buttons wrong. She's again. like, don't you try that to is, press those buttons again.
0: That's probably setting sixty nine.
1: Uh, that would be perfect. <laughs> I might be thinking of the porno version of this gape runner
0: <laughs> but it, it's it's also i want to say the fact that he like believed buying the animal was like going to like heal his like empty soul yeah it's totally a comment totally. on consumerism
1: there's a comment about on fucking everything in this book yeah for sure there's about religion about government about consumerism about fucking shitty wives <laughs> about about sex robots there's like comment a lot of different things yeah I, I wasn't There's not really, a lot
2: of books with commentary on sex robots. I wasn't sure what the
1: <laughs> fuck this guy was talking about. Maybe happening. there should be more. <laughs> but yeah, I, I the the robot thing is like a fixation for him. He just keeps like, see, like he has We're buying the animal. He has no. oh sorry, the robot. Yeah, that's right. The animal. thing. He has no concept of money. You know, and not for nothing, they have colonies on Mars and shit. Inflation hasn't hit them a little bit. That like <laughs> this extremely expensive thing costs two thousand dollars. I mean, like, who, Dr. who, who knows? You're going
0: to be paying this off for the for yeah. decades. Who knows what money
1: really
2: money. is at that point?
1: Oh, please! I'm sure. Uh, come on, it's ridiculous. Perhaps oh, no, they experienced ridiculous. deflation after the war. Because that that's how that works. I feel like
2: I feel like that's the least realistic, unrealistic part of this entire. thing. Yeah,
0: that is not the it's important. Like he part didn't account for
2: inflation. Thing. I just felt like <laughs> that's
1: it. Just felt dumb. Like, oh, in 1968, if someone was like, hey, you could buy this really. Really in 1968, $2,000 was like a million dollars.
2: No, it was not a million not a million, but, but it, it was, was a lot. lot. It was
0: like 10000
2: Yeah. Like in Mad I Men, they're like, I make $15,000 a year, and I that's fuck like a, eight women a night.
1: But that's like 1960, <laughs> right? Not
2: by the later parts.
1: Well, then he's making $19,000. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> $2,000 for a pet. Sure, but it's like the cost of a car. It's like a purebred like Corgi. It's like yeah. a, a new, decent car. You can pay those uh, off for a long time. Yes, they do. <laughs> Especially because everyone, Earth,
2: everyone <laughs> on Earth is poor. Because everyone who is, can do better has left. But they have the budget to hunt the robots down. It's a company car. That's uh, government money. That's municipal money, yeah. Uh, he, they have the money to hunt robots. He's just a, one guy with a sad robot sheep. <laughs> and a beer.
1: Oh, yeah. So this is one that's been... We've got to find a book for this, guys. Who the fuck, I'm sorry, who the fuck makes this? That's been on the list for a long time. Burlington Beer Company's Uncanny Valley, a New England IPA. What does this have to do with anything, Nate? You made the connection. Okay, so Uncanny
0: Valley is a concept in robotics, and specifically in sort of like people today. I'm not talking about the book. I'm talking about people trying to develop actual like robots that can interact with humans, and there's this weird thing where... If you make try and make a robot that doesn't look anything like a person, people are like, "Oh, that's cute and that's fun," but but then you try and make something that like with like plastics and you you make it look try and make it look like a person, and because we're people and we know what real people look like, we try and look at what what this robot thing is and it looks so fucking weird it's like if it's you repulsive. make it 90% and, of
2: the way there and anyway
0: it's literally it's literally the valley is a graph it's a graph of like how well people respond to the robot and when it doesn't look like a person People respond to the robot really well, but the cl- but the most but the more you try and make it look like a real person, the worse people respond. There's to like it, it gets and better, better and better, and all of a sudden it just it goes drops. way down. The closer it gets to looking like a person, the l- the less people like it. So that's the valley in the graph. It just so it goes off just, as just because super it comes creepy. off as
2: uncanny. It comes off as like creepy and weird. And it it makes your balls down. go into your body and you're uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> and presumably. If someone could make a robot that could actually fool you, that would actually be so human-like you could not you could tell the difference. Pass, like the it would, go back, test. Like, it would go way back up. Yeah, exactly. The visual Turing test—that's a good. Uh,
1: I think it's a
2: progressive metal band. <laughs> visual Turing test. <laughs> a, it must be.
0: <laughs> it should be. I think their first album is called Uncanny Valley. <laughs> yeah, <All right. laughs> that'd be a that's, a. that's a math rock band.
1: Oh sure, no two measures are in the same time signature. <laughs> So what do you think of this beer? Or every measure is in 3.14 over 4. Oh, God Jesus. damn it.
0: This is a very hoppy IPA. It's nice. This is very hoppy.
1: I'm digging it.
2: But you don't really catch it until the end. It's the hop on the aftertaste. kind of like the yeah. androids in this book. Yeah. yeah, he catches them in the end.
1: Are you thinking of Gape Runner again? Both. I'm, think, I'm, think I'm thinking of both. It works both ways. Uh, I just remembered who had written the screenplay for that. I'd forgotten. I it was filled with gay dick. Yeah. It's the guy who yeah. wrote it on Gape, well, Gape Runner. Rid- and uh, the choice. guy, he made the movie uh, Ridley Cock. Ridley Cock?
2: Oh, Ridley, Ridley Scott. <laughs> Scott made Blade Runner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rid of Cock.
1: Oh, you don't <laughs> want that. <laughs> it's a lesbian movie. Uh, there's also a different Philip K. Dick uh, gay porn minority report, but that's just uh, that's a that's a theme thing. It's, uh, it's Well, you get to see where it's going. I can't think of any other. He had a whole bunch of shitty fucking movies made out of his books.
2: Philip K. Dick? Yeah. Philip K. Dick is the king of having ideas that people make into better other stuff. Well, I think this book is a great example. Except Blade Runner. Yeah. I mean, it was... I like the movie, It's actually. universally it's weird, but... acclaimed as one of the best sci-fi movies of all time. I don't get it. I think that movie sucked. But is it a good movie? People think it's an incredible movie. It's like, movie.
0: best sci-fi
2: movie is People like, think that it is you one love of the, like, the
0: futurism best. of it. I can totally see how that could be a thing, except... Is it like, a good
2: even movie? Even people who don't like no. sci-fi movies think it's a great movie. I don't get it. I never okay, will. Well, they're like clearly drunk. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. Pe- people
1: what are we? fucking <laughs> love Blade Runner. I, think I don't they, know. I think part of it is that there's like this uh, mystique of the film that there's some sort of discrepancy with like the, pr- the studio and the director... I think and most people like don't know cuts. anything about that shit. Oh no, sci-fi nerds definitely know. Sci-fi about that nerds shit. do. And they're the only ones that like care.
2: No, a lot of people who don't like sci-fi fucking love this movie. They don't give a shit about any of
1: that. I think when it came out, it was a very different kind of sci-fi movie. Yes, cuz before that and Star Wars. It was Star around the time Wars, of Star Wars. It was like right, or, right after Star Sci- Wars or something, like yeah. 81. Before those, before that and before episode uh, 4 of Star Wars, and New Hope sci-fi, everything was like flashy and futuristic and silver suits and it's amazing. And then it's like, well, maybe the future kind of looks dingy and shitty. I think that's a big part of why people Mm -hmm. like Blade Runner and Star Wars as well, of course, because it gives, you know, it's kind of like our own world. It's just they could fly faster and there's fucking walking dog people, you know. I think that's part of it. Rest (laughs) in peace. Those are his last words. I was trying to figure out the best way to spell that in a text to you guys. Just, there's no way. There's I no way to spell off. that. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, Chewie! No one told him the odds. <laughs> <laughs> he can't be any other. He, really, I mean, he doesn't say anything. He, he just doesn't kind of, say mm-hmm. anything. He doesn't have. I don't words. care what it smells like in there. Chewie, get in there! Like it's like he always. He, you respond to him, and he's an idiot. He mm. was the Helen Keller of Star Wars. <laughs> yes, Chewie, that is water. <laughs> <laughs> so Han Solo's the miracle worker? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he is. 14 parsecs, Chewie. <laughs> He's just like rubbing it into his paw. <laughs> uh, I, I have not watched Blade Runner in a long time. The last time I watched it was in college, so I was probably pretty pretentious, more than I am now, which is amazing, and um, eager to like it. I thought it was slow. And weird. Oh, it's slow. But I thought there was interesting parts to it. I, I would not say, like, if let's go. If it was an like hour shorter, one. it'd be good. It is long. It's like two and a half hours long, right? It's really long. And there's even, like, even the, the sequel,
2: 2049, has the same problem where there's just long stretches of silent shots.
1: Like, look at this bleak landscape. That's a cool thing in films, dude. Not
2: that cool after, like, maybe once, but not forty-five times.
1: No, you guys said like the whole tone, man, and And show Brian Gosling. Boring as shit. I didn't
2: see the new one. It was boring as shit.
1: You see it?
0: I watched the old one this week, preparing for this, but I have not seen the new one.
2: I have seen the new one, and it was just as boring. Well, it was not a hit. Slightly better effects. I I have no. Nothing. I mean. I'm not going to fault it for you know, not being a hit. Like, nothing is going to live up to the first Blade Runner in terms of people's expectations. It's not going to It's gonna a happen. cult
1: classic, too. It was like a flop at the box office, wasn't it? I, I, don't know. I am not I surprised. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't think I don't it, was it was a big hit. I don't think it was a big hit originally. I think, was it was, it? I think it's more of a cult thing. And It's got a huge cult at this point. It's beyond... Maybe it's a... You know, it's like it? the cult of Mercerism. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Where the, everyone's in Also not Understandable. I guess I got to rewatch it. I thought it was weird for sure and slow, Oh, it's definitely weird. It's slow as fuck. But I liked. I mean, at the end of the day, I think I understood that. I, I don't really remember now. But it, at the it, time, it, I felt like I, was, shed, I get it. It shed the uh, unnecessary shit from the story, big time. But it, it, it didn't just, have any animals Mercer. stuff
2: or mercerism. None of that. It was just about the hunt for the androids and how they could fool people. That was it. And that's all you really need. Yeah. Whereas the story, the actual book, we should get back to that, um,
1: yeah, is about.
2: Uh,
0: Rick Deckard, and he is going around trying to, like, uh, uh, figure out... Fr- trying to hunt the androids down. Like, first, this is, like, a big scene that's both in the movie and in the book where he goes to the corporation that makes the androids and then gives the test to the first person, which is that the, 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 uh, the corporation picks, which is Rachel. And he gives her the test and says, she's an android. And they try Does and she fool him. They try and fool him. They say, no, she's not an android. She's just weird. Like she's he, he just. He thinks she grew the whole test spaceship. is no good anymore. That's why they try and like fool him into thinking that his test doesn't work, saying she's just she just grew up on a spaceship. That's why she has such weird reactions. She has she no empathy. Yeah, uh, and they almost fight. And they try and bribe him with an owl. With an owl. Yeah, <laughs> it literally. That was a hoot. Do they do that in the movie too? Don't. Isn't there a beer called Hoot? Oh,
1: boy. oh we had a hootie or something like that. Yeah, we had, we had uh, hootie. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For. Uh, was that, uh, their eyes are watching God. Yes, it was. <laughs> Ooh. Damn it. I <laughs> should
0: have saved it for this. Um, they try and bribe him. Voice owls one. have eyes. But <laughs> he realizes, he realizes, oh no, not only is that owl actually fake because owls are extinct, that's just an android owl, but also Rachel doesn't know she's an android. She believes she has these memories that makes her, though they don't go into the memory so much in the book, but she believes she's an, She believes she's a human.
2: That's also why that's why he doesn't feel guilty about fucking her later, because it's not cheating, because
1: she's not a person. Yeah, that that's was science. Weird. That's just science. <laughs> but she also tries to pull like some shit on him, like, "Oh no, is it her? I was the opera singer." Like, opera singer. Opera How singer. do you know you're not a fucking android?
2: Yes. Oh. Which and is fact, the
1: main dilemma of the movie.
2: Yeah.
0: You know what? In the middle of the book, when when the opera singer was like, it was, it basically, they made it really kind of seem like Rick Deckard was actually an android himself. I was like, oh, that really got interesting. And then it just sort of like, that plot line, I thought, was really cool. And then it just went away. Like, nothing really happens. And he turned out to also just kind of be a regular person. It would have been way more, I think, okay, this should be for the end, but it would have been way more interesting if Rick Deckard actually was an android, and that's why he was so good at hunting androids.
1: I think that's a thing the film nerds say, like, that he was an android, and you know, the different cuts of the film, hmm. one of them kind of confirms or suggests more strongly. I don't know enough about it, but I remember reading about that back in the day. I mean, I actually think that would have been
0: a better ending. If at the end he realized, oh shit, yeah. I'm an android, that would have been way cooler.
1: Would, would have, have made a very
0: different book. Would have been. Yeah, would have been. But it wasn't that.
1: So uh, he's got to go catch all the fucking Andes that are roaming around. And, and
0: then he goes to the opera singers. The opera singer who like he no, first, finds out
1: first. He gets uh, the, uh, the 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 Russian name. Well, we also
2: we left Holocaust. out the other
1: you know third yeah. of
2: the book, which takes place from someone else's perspective, which was John Isidore, Isidor. John Isidor, Chicken Head, the Chicken Head, which no. is basically a fancy way of saying
1: he's a radiation mutant and he's 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 dumb as shit. Yeah, there's they, uh they they mention it in the beginning and and it never it kind of goes away, which is unfortunate, the lead cod pieces that they yes. have to wear. Right, yeah. Because they're tested monthly cuz radiation all the time. They're tested monthly to see if have you become uh you know, so polluted with radiation that you can't go to the colonies any longer. You can't reproduce. Right. And some people get so mutated or degraded from the Radiation that they call chicken heads, or occasionally ant heads, and <laughs> even dumber people. Yeah, like oh man, that guy's an ant head. They, they, um, which is a chicken head is definitely better than cockhead, you know, Though, for the men. The funny thing is that chicken head nowadays means something very different. It's not like
2: chicken head is a girl who blows a lot of dudes. <laughs> because their head moves like that. Head's <laughs> head, dude. <And> yeah, but <laughs> well, it's just funny because every time they mention the book, like, oh, Johnny's real chicken head.
1: Like, oh, John, you bad boy. It's a living. <laughs> <laughs> it's been yeah, so uh, John lives in. A, he's the only person who lives in the abandoned apartment in the conapts In his apartment, basically,
2: yeah, he lives in a abandoned
1: projects. Yeah, he's
2: the only guy there, except for one hot robot.
1: Well, he's wa- he just spends his days watching um, Buster Friendly or whatever his name is on the, which is like a terrible talk show. He's like the Johnny Carson yeah. of the future. Yeah, Merv Griffin, the future. I mean, it's like a shitty panel show with one host, and they have And it's themselves. on 24 hours a day. But it's he like, also has a radio show. He, he does yes. like 36 hours of programming a day. Yeah, and they're
2: no one's sure how. And when they watch him, they have a beer.
1: I think that's how you can get 36 hours of programming. Yeah. Because beer definitely makes me more productive. 100%. Well,
0: more, prog- more productive at podcasting.
1: Hey, this is our, this is our second Radiant Pig today. We're going yes, this. And this is called TV Party. New England uh, TV style. party, New England
0: style pale ale, hazy, crushable, hoppy, five point five percent.
1: It's pretty good. It's all right. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. I get a lot of like citrus, uh, tropical fruit flavors. Pineapple sticking out to me. It's like a yeah. pack of tropical starburst. Mm. Yeah. So he, there's a hot uh, woman who just moves in. She just walks down with her tits out. And as a, as a reader, you know that she's a robot from minute one oh, yeah. but he is too fucking stupid to he's, know He's all right, so to, de- to demonstrate how stupid he is he's like I, I know when you meet a neighbor you're supposed to go and like bring them something I, I, do you ask them for a cup of sugar Do you just, I know I'll bring her a square of margarine and it's just because that's his, all he can find it, in his
0: refrigerator. That's in
1: his hand. He just so he just walks up. And he's like, "Hi, pretty lady," and he's got a handful of butter. And not even butter. <laughs> it's margarine. <laughs> here you go. And it's like he's squeezing the square of margarine. It's like a mush in hand. He's like, "This is and, definitely not come." I mean, it just feels a little uh, uh, le- Lenny-ish of my <laughs> He's like, ah, oh, then we get the rabbits, and he's just petting. <laughs> he's Lenny with more words <laughs> and no l- strength.
2: He, he works as like
1: a pest control, or something? no? He's the uh, he's the driver for the robot. Oh, the robot the vet. doctor vet. You yeah, know, shit, he's like bullshit.
2: a vet technician because all the animals are fake.
1: Yeah, but he it, it, later on the one time you see him outside of the building, he picks up an animal. Uh, because they try to be discreet, they want to pretend that they're actually taking care of real animals. Someone calls who has a real dying cat, and he doesn't understand. He's like, "This cat? Where do they hide the control panel? They're getting so <laughs> good cutting at cutting open, making these cats, and then the cat dies." And he's like, "Oh, I don't know what happened. They just programmed this cat weird. Like he doesn't even know it's a real animal. It's real mushy. So yeah, he meets a uh, oh, fuck." What's her name? Triss. Priss. Priss. Uh, Pris Stratton? Pris. Like she okay. changes her name a few times, and he's just like, "What's your name this? And she says, No. And
2: he, and he says, Okay. Well, first she says. But she's also, as Rachel. we learn later, she's, she's
1: a copy of yeah. Rachel
2: because there's only so many models of Android.
1: And the first thing, she said, and that was confusing as all hell for me. She's like, I'm Rachel. I'm like, Wait, she was in the other scene. She lives in this bum building? Huh? What's going on here? But at the end, you realize it's because they're all from the same factory or whatever. And he just wants to be her buddy. He wants to he wants yep. banger. It's really what it is. He, wants he really wants to
2: banger, and show her the great TV show. Buster Friendly. Buster Friendly, who's going to reveal in 10 hours the big secret.
1: Mm-hmm. And so
2: they spend a lot of those hours leading up to those hours. Yeah. Because the whole thing takes place over one day. Yeah.
1: The mm-hmm.
2: whole book is one day. So like, you got a day to kill all six
1: androids. And he says, okay. And, and they fucked up the best android killer. Good Dave, luck. Dave. i <laughs> pretty sure it was Dave. I forget what his last name was. He got a lot of boo-boos, and he's in the hospital now. Like, we got to wait for them to deliver a new plastic spine for him or something like that. He, it was, something like that was why he was in the hospital. So then uh, Rick's going around, and then when he wants to, Rick is the best fucking bounty hunter ever. Yeah. He just doesn't
2: try very hard most of the time. Yeah, he's an he's
1: un, un,
0: unfulfilled promise. Um, He gets, like, tricked by one android and then another who calls the police on him, but it's actually not the real police. It's fake android. It's the androids who set up as police in San Francisco, but they, like, don't know about each other. And so for a little while, you think, wait, is Rick an android? But it's actually the androids that set up police. And then, like, he kills one of them, and then he, like, brings another out to the museum to go visit the opera singer again, but she turns out she's not real either. And then they kill her, and then he kills the other dude. So he's now retired, like retired, meaning killed three, That's like funny. three androids at that point.
1: Uh, uh yeah, first he kills a guy, like his boss is like, You got to go meet this guy. He's a Russian, yeah. and the Russians are weird, but you know, they're gonna help us. Mm-hmm. And that guy he knows instantly, he just like smells the android on him and kills him. Doesn't do the test. He's like, This guy's weird, yep. <laughs> shoots him, and then he calls, Hey do a bone marrow test on this guy. I think he's an android. And and they're just like, all right, cool. See you later. Like, there's no paperwork. There's no. no There's no real... Oh, he's like,
0: oh, I got a body in my trunk.
1: And they're like, oh, it's is an android. <laughs> all right. Oh, we'll
0: have to do a bone marrow test on that.
1: <laughs> and uh, yeah. Um, Murder is
2: easy in those days. But it's like the worst police work.
1: <laughs> it's like, oh, I yeah. shot a guy in the head in my car. Pretty sure he's an android. You want to take care of that for me? I got to go. I got this hunch over there. And then, oh, yeah, you take care of that, Mr. Deckard. Uh, we're going we're gonna to just clean up this puddle of meat. <laughs> and we're going to check if it's a human or not. And yeah, we'll be fine either way. You don't need to yeah. hang around for a statement. So after killing three androids, he's like, oh, that
0: was a good day. And then buys what, a, a goat.
1: Because he, he can't afford a the ostrich.
0: Goat. Not a real goat. No, he buys a real goat. Oh, yeah. He's like he buys a real goat. And he feels like, I'm going to be so happy now. This is the greatest thing ever. He goes home. And he shows his wife, and his wife is like, uh, what? That's weird. And then gets a phone call from his boss that says, you have to go get the rest of the Andes now.
1: Yeah. So and, he does. And to help yourself, use their poop sheet. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck was that? <laughs> I forgot about that. Holy shit. He says like 11,000 times. He's looking at their poop sheet. <laughs> they, they never explained what that was. <laughs> The poop sheet. I mean, I think it's, it's like their their the the like case. Like their rap sheet, but it's their poop sheet? Oh,
2: yeah, what the <laughs> fuck?
1: Oh, I can see she's an opera singer from her poop sheet. <laughs> it's like a Rorschach chess with their shit. <laughs> Ooh, I see uh, fudge. <laughs> yeah, it's the poop sheet you keep talking about. He said it like a thousand times, and it was funny every time. Right? <laughs>
0: So Deckard has to, like, (laughs) leave home and go hunt the last three Andes. But first, he calls up Rachel, who comes down from Seattle. Because he wants to know what
1: her robo-boobs feel like. Yeah, basically. Even though she's got the itty-bitties. That's made clear. She has small boobs. They say, like, more times than is necessary. (laughs) Way more. But, you know, he
2: rationalizes to himself that she's a robot, therefore it's Okay.
1: Because to, to the bang. other bounty hunter he meets is like, "Hey man, you ever? You know, here is the thing. You got a but he was an android. No, no, that guy wasn't an android. Yeah, he was. I don't
0: remember. He was android number two.
1: No, there was android the... number three. No, there was Andro- the three uh, Androids... Dave. No, Dave's, is Dave. is in the hospital. You never, meet, you never see Dave. The android one is the Russian faker. Oh, android the guy two is in the, the guy interrogation pretends room. to be the boss. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But then there is the oh, other bounty yeah, hunter. Yeah, yeah. Who actually is the one that shoots the, the opera singer? Isn't the Russian? Luba, or whatever her name was. No, the Russian guy, like Decker shoots in the car. Oh, because he's an android. Uh, he it's really confusing. It. And then there's yeah. another fucking shrub and he's but like, anyway, Hey, you ever, yeah, sometimes I know they're kind of hot, you know? They and look it, like people. Yeah, they look like people, and you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you got have a metal you know, vagina. Put your wing in there. Just, just do that before you shoot them in the head. <laughs> That's basically what he says, you yeah. And Richter's like, "That's disgusting. You you are awful. Let me get that Android's number." Out. <laughs> and he calls her, and he's like, "She because she had offered to help. Like, I'll come yeah. help you hunt them." And he's like, "I don't need your help, bitch." But then he's like, "She." He's like, uh, I, like
0: "I need your help with something else."
1: Yeah. He, but first, yeah, she's like, help "My, mood I'm organ. not interested." He's like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Let me give him give him that mood organ. And she's like, "I'll be right there." Mm, dialing. Mm. Super, for her, my mood organ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, so they wait. Wait,
2: and then they bang. It's
1: so weird.
2: He yeah. sleeps with Rachel. And then but don't worry. She's, afterwards, she's like, hey, does this mean something? And he says, no, it's strictly
1: bionic. <laughs> 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 I think that's a direct quote. Yeah, yeah. I remember reading that that's now. Pretty much that, it. Happened. that happened in the book. <laughs> Just so happens. <laughs> there is, uh, there's something for that. This is Strictly Bionic by uh, KCBZ. KCBZ. In collaboration with Strong Rope, we've had beers from both of those groups. And this is a... Definitely an IPA. 6.8% alcohol beverage. Yeah. Uh, IPA, yes, I yeah. yeah, Very thin-bodied.
2: Yeah, like Rachel. Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So uh, he bangs her out, and he leaves. Right away. <laughs>
0: but yet at that point, he's like, I can't hunt Andes anymore because I have
1: empathy for them. Because my dick knows what they feel like. <laughs> From the inside, I know what it feels like to be inside one. Not in so is, many words, that's but kind that's, of, that's kind you know, of it, like, though. Put yourself inside another person's vagina. You know, that's what empathy is. No? <laughs> I think it is, yeah. I went to Catholic school. I really <laughs> know what they, do. they don't have those in Catholic school. South vaginas. <laughs> Yeah, and, and she's like, this is what they all say. Like, kind of like says something like that. Like, they all, the other guy said that too. I tricked them with my robo badge. <laughs> he's like, damn it. She's right. God damn it. Tricked again. Just powered down my dick. <laughs>
0: This is getting progressively more stupid. So is the book. We're talking strictly
1: about the book, though. Like, we're These not were thinking,
2: actual plot points. We're not. And this is lines
1: not from the book. Nor- yeah, Robo Vad is a quote. <laughs> tell you. It must be. Yeah. So then he's like, "Ah, what am I going to do?" And then, in like, forty-seven minutes, he's like, oh, "I'm just going to kill him anyway. Fuck her." <laughs> he, he settles it very quickly. Yeah.
0: And like, then that, that was great. But I'm going to kill everybody. And then basically goes to the apartment. And kills the
2: rest of the the androids because he has a little device that like immobilizes androids, which is you know suspiciously useful. <laughs> Convenient. It works for only
1: like seven seconds. So. Seven seconds is a long time in a pistol fight in a room. I feel like he doesn't even really need to use it though. He just kind of like runs in a hallway, shoots it in the head. He's like, yeah, like He sees the one that looks like Rachel, and he's like,
0: oh, it looks like Rachel. Damn, Def- <laughs> definitely an android. Yeah.
1: I'm gonna shoot you. I uh, give you a second injection. Pshaw! <laughs> he just shoots her right there. What is jizz? <laughs> <laughs> She's dead. And then the other ones were like the married couple of robots. Yeah, um, the big guy and the other chick. Oh, fuck! I forgot their stupid names. They don't matter. Ray was that his name? I don't know their I don't names. Know you know. Yeah, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter.
2: But they're in the, uh, They're hanging out with the chicken head, who doesn't really understand, or he eventually kind of guesses they're
1: robots, but doesn't care because <laughs> like, oh, he has no friends. I whatever. Yeah, that's cool. I like Mercer. And so Rick wipes but, them out. But they, uh, they, he, finds a, he, finds a, he finds a toad. A spider. Oh, he finds a spider. Oh, so and he and finds a spider, and, it, and, the, and the robots kill it because they think it's funny. Well, they, they torture it. They cut off its legs. They cut they're off like, four of its legs. It, legs. it doesn't need eight legs. It only needs four. They cut it off, and then he kills it because this is, this is wrong to torture it. But then
2: they're also not sure if it was actually
1: a robot spider. No, this is at the point of the book where everything just kind of like comes with the rails, and you're like, I have no idea. They don't yeah. know anymore.
0: And yeah. then he, like, finds a toad, and he's like, oh, my God. Yeah. After he kills everybody, he lands be in the desert,
2: and he finds a toad.
0: I'm going to be, this is the most amazing thing that's ever happened. I'm going to make And then bang. it's a really long passage about how what the toad means to him, and about it has something to do with mercerism. And then he brings it home to his wife, and his wife is like, no, it's fake. Here's the control
1: panel. Yeah, it's right there. It's choo- on around its dick <laughs> area. It's chode. The toad's chode. <laughs> Tojo, <laughs> Tojo, yeah. yeah. I believe that was a bad guy <laughs> in World War II. It's Tojoed. That Tojo. There's one more beer. But I don't know what the fuck this beer. Is. Oh yeah, surround sound. They have speakers. No, what, this is a uh, oh, mercerism. This it, connects to that. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Right. And this is what it comes in the end. Like basically, he kind of he like. I not only Buster em- Friendly reveals a oh. big
2: secret is that mercerism. Is fake. Mercer's not real. It's all on a soundstage, like the moon landing. <laughs> Wake up, sheeple. And
1: 9-11. <laughs> Control demolition. I don't know why we're not competing with Joe Rogan with this content. Because we're not just asking questions. We're talking facts. <laughs> yeah, so he, he proved. But but at the same time, like, why does anyone believe it? Because Buster Friendly was not a real person. But they didn't know he wasn't. But it was evident so uh, surround
0: sound is a double dry hopped double IPA uh, with Citra Simcoe and Galaxy, and it's point two percent. That is
1: fucking juicy.
0: And it is a New England IPA, yeah, for sure. Have and it is really good. I have the other back, three. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I did some research. That's
1: excellent. That's pretty nice. It's pretty nice. That is nice.
0: And this one is like old. <laughs> I've had this in the closet now for. I've been saving this oh, one so for a it's while.
1: Came out of the <laughs> closet.
2: <laughs>
1: this, this is the weirdest fucking book. So uh, yeah. So then he's like, "I am Mercer," and I don't fucking give a fuck what they said that Mercer was actually just some old rummy act- character actor walking on a soundstage for 27 minutes on a loop. Because in the Mercerism shit, you empathize with Mercer as he climbs up a hill and people throw rocks at him, and then he falls back down the hill, and eventually he dies at the top, and then he does it again. Yeah. And it's very, there's a lot of, there are many religions that have a similar kind of idea. Clearly, I mean, Christianity is this, mostly most popular. veganism. That's not a religion, that's just a, it's a mental illness. It's a lifestyle choice. Uh, but he, the, peop- the people are throwing the rocks, they're feeling the stuff, the empathy is all important. But, but Buster Friendly saying it's not real. But Buster Friendly's not fucking real.
2: I, I, that, this but is where people, I start totally Most lost. people don't realize Buster Friendly's not real. Like we do, but most people don't.
1: But even the fucking chicken head guy I was like, I don't know how he could be on TV so much. But he never really connects the dots and says it's not real. Sure. But it's fucking, like, what are we supposed to think about this? It's propaganda. But like, what is the I mean, reader, if it was a Cold
2: War thing, it's, you know, it's propaganda.
1: Sure, I can see that. You're just inundated with
2: bullshit all day. I, I whether s- or not you realize, like, this, is, this seems not real, but I guess it must be because I hear it all the time. 24-hour news cycle. The, the
1: last 10% of the book, I was confused. Like, I understood every word, but the meaning was totally lost It's It ceased to...
2: I mean, that's also the, you know, the point of the, the movie, I guess, is you know, you're know you
1: not really sure at the end what the fuck went down or what any of it means or who's who. Well, in the book, though, if he can empathize with Mercer, then I guess he's yeah, I mean, not the book, an android. The book, the book was definitely clearer
2: mm-hmm. about whether or not he's an android.
1: He's just it's just, but that's because Philip K. Dick is not a good writer. He is a cool. Cool ideas, bad execution. Yeah, hundred percent. And then it just kind of fizzles out. He's like, yeah. yeah. I um, forgot
2: to I forgot to look it up before. I meant to look it up before I got here, but about how Philip K. Dick was actually mentally ill. Was he? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Hundred no, percent. He was. He had,
0: was paranoid.
2: He, he had delusions. delusions.
1: He was out of his mind, like non-functional at times. He didn't. He didn't live to be that old. I mean, was he maybe maybe he was fifty. I don't know what he died of, but that I know that, I know that he
2: had severe mental illness issues, hmm. and yeah. that was maybe what a lot of his stuff was from, like his ideas, because he had gr- really interesting ideas, really creative, especially for the
1: time, but as a shit writer, I don't think he, I, I don't think he was, I mean, his writing is fine. I think he just needed like a I mean, better it, editor. It, it, I, I mean, you I'm know, not sure editing. Do,
0: what but if it isn't it's sort work. of like somebody to say, though these ideas are just so weird, you got to like tone it down and make it come to a logical conclusion. I don't know
2: if editing would have helped it.
1: Well, somebody just like took over he, the he's, last He's like of the his king book. of
2: the king of sci-fi premises, premises. Yeah, but he's not good at execution. Yeah, I agree with that. Probably because he was not necessarily a great writer. He just was he was just out of it.
1: He also churned books out. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. He had a lot. There were like 40 novels. No, and a bunch lengthy. of short story stuff. Yeah. yeah, he wrote a lot of stuff. Have you guys read anything else by him? I've read uh,
2: a few readers of his short stories. I've read The Man in the High Castle.
1: Also weird as fuck. I
0: could not tell you what happens. It's I read really it, weird. but I could not tell you what it's about.
1: Yeah, I, I read that uh, four or five years ago. Bizarre book. I read Ubik. It's another popular one. It's weird shit. Just fucking weird. Cool ideas that gets... It's almost like there's too many ideas. There's like too many things happening. Yeah. Like take out... Like in this, there's like the weird animal shit. There's the Android stuff. Then there's the weird religion shit. There's the propaganda. Take one of those out. And it's post-apocalyptic. Yeah, take one or two of those things out and, and develop them further. And it'll be a more fulfilling experience.
2: I mean, I think it was really just came down to that he was not well, and it's hard to really organize your thoughts when you're just losing your mind.
1: Also, there were like a lot of the characters are really one dimensional in this. Like the
2: wife, the characters are Mm -hmm. never important in his stories. It's always just there's an idea. It's an interesting, weird sci-fi idea, and they are just vehicles to express that plot. He's not a subtle writer, or he's got no.
1: It's it's not ever going to be that way. No, that's true. But like the wife in this was basically the wife from Fahrenheit Four Fifty One. she's going like to stay at home all day. And she like, was just a device yeah. to explain the mood organ. Yeah, but she, and then she also reappears with the Oh, we also left out how uh, that fucking robot bitch killed his goat.
2: Oh right, <laughs> yeah. she she pushed it
0: off the bill because the because he
2: wouldn't like run away with her. She killed his goat, and also the goat turned out to be uh, electric, didn't it? Uh, I don't know about that. I don't, know, I, I don't remember. I don't remember. I feel like it did. But I, I might be making that really, up.
1: I don't think. I think the goat was real.
2: She really got his goat. Is the answer
1: though? Oh, absolutely. I mm-hmm. also thought it was funny. Like at like seven different times during the day, when he's on the near Guinness World Record pace of killing six androids in a day. I mean that they do mention that a lot. That he, you know, someone killed four or five in a day once, but he's like on he's, the way he, to beat he's it. He's killing. He killed six Nexus sevens or whatever. Nexus sixes. Nexus six. That there's points where he's like. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to go get a different job. Like, what kind of transferable skills did he have in the post-apocalyptic world? Like, I've been trained as a bounty hunter, but you know what? Fucking line chef. Like, what else was he going to do? Like, like the, he's going to teach high school. Uh, ouch. Ooh. Maybe gym. <laughs> he could <laughs> Just do that. Yeah. gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the dead androids could probably still do that. Oh, oh, hey, oh, <laughs> sit in your spots, kid. But he. <laughs> He's just... Uh, it just It's just it was just, it was just so much dumb shit. Yeah. So what's the theme, though? Like, what's the fucking point? Like, is it about humanity? What is humanity? Because like, they're totally okay with fake animals, but they're not okay with fake people. Because and people w- own the
0: fake animals. It's like they... The whole thing is about... So he's obsessed with... Everybody's obsessed with the animals. Like, taking care of an animal is, like, both a status symbol and, like, the thing people seem to care about so much... Across the world, or at
1: least the people he well, talks to, because there's a post to okay, now. They but should. Yet, they, they destroyed the world, right? But
0: yet they have absolutely no empathy for the androids and must absolutely destroy them, even though you can barely tell that they're androids because they're so human-like. Yet by the end, he Rick uh, Deckard has empathy for the androids.
2: But he kills them because anyway. he. But, but
0: yeah, right. Cause, but he killed a bunch of them.
1: And fucked one. And fucked one of them. Well, I think it's a kill six, fuck one free (laughs) deal is what he got. It's a baker's dozen. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I I just don't know what I'm supposed to... Like, what's the take... What are we supposed to, like, get from this? Yeah. Like, this seems purposeful, and... um, But but you guys are telling me Philip K. Dick was a a loony, so... uh, Maybe maybe there's no uh, message.
2: Maybe it's about McCarthyism.
1: That was already, like, ten years before this, though. Yeah, I made that up. I have no idea. (laughs)
2: I mean, it was before this.
1: This is from 68. When was McCarthy? And that's the 50s. This the, yeah, early 50s. Like yeah. 15 years before this. I don't know what you're, what, what you're supposed to take. Maybe it's about the nature of humanity.
2: Is that it's that about we have like, fake go Yeah, it's the, the go to bullshit. I don't know what this book is about. Therefore, it's about <laughs> the nature of humanity.
1: <laughs> man versus man and man versus self. Like that kind of I shit. think I have that DVD too. <laughs> <laughs> they have some mandroids in it mandroids Who? <laughs> i'm sure there's a
2: different reason that everyone has or something people take away from it but in the end i don't know aren't most shit like that you can kind of read what you want out of anything
1: true i guess as uh lincoln park put it best in the end it doesn't even matter i was thinking crawling in my skin but yeah that works too is this book worth reading today? Uh, that's worth really reading? To, I don't Answer. know. Yeah, I don't know if it's. A, I, I mean, it's, it's a classic. Worth, worth reading if you're a sci-fi. You read the book
2: if you're a sci-fi person. One hundred percent. If you are not,
1: no. If you're a sci-fi person, you're from the future. But yes. <laughs> if if you are a, a reader of any sort, you know, like we're obviously not talking to people who don't read books.
2: Yeah, but I I feel like if you are someone who really enjoys sci-fi, See that? more Nova than listener, others,
1: we flattered you. Give us five stars. But yes,
2: if you're just a person who just like reads books for fun, no. But if you're a person who reads a lot of sci-fi, it's definitely one of the more important sci-fi books.
1: Yeah, so I disagree. I I do read a fair amount of sci-fi. I liked it. It was fast, so it wasn't like I wasted to- a lot yeah. of time. I mean, if it's, I don't think anyone like you should objectively not read it. But
2: I think if sci-fi is not your thing, you're definitely not going to enjoy it.
1: I think the fact that we're having there's like 18 different things to discuss, like about this book, what it meant, what things symbolized, whatever. Even if there are no real good answers to those questions. The fact that we could talk about that for the book,
2: that makes it worth reading. Maybe that's the answer to this question. There are no good answers.
0: All right. uh, Well, tell us what you thought. Send us an email to DrunkEyesBookClub at
1: gmail.com. Or follow us on Twitter at DrunkEyesBC. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at DrunkEyesBookClub. And uh, grab onto your empathy box and leave us a review. Make sure it's five stars. And touch our mood organs. (laughs) (laughs) And we are now a member of the Hopped
0: Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. So check them out. And uh thanks for listening.